another episode of bad talks today we are talking about the topic of who's your ideal partner Uh, you know we all have a type we visually see that person across the room and we may look at what they represent on paper and say "Mm, this is a good match for me but then sometimes when we go and talk to that person they may not match up in thought or in the way they express themselves to what we thought would be ideal about them so today we're talking about like what's your ideal counterpart and then what is now the reality of your ideal counterpart once you have someone who would be your ideal counterpart that's a lot of ideals in there. that is a lot of ideals good afternoon good evening good morning to all you podcast listeners far and beyond um yes you know what is your ideal partner and what is the reality of that ideal partner now if you went to a car dealership and you had your ideal vehicle in mind and you drove that ideal vehicle would that ideal vehicle match up with all of the perceptions you had of that vehicle or would it not well same applies as it is in relation to people that we are dating or partners that we hope to one day be with and I know I'm a bit of a nerd I'm super analytical and so when I was looking for an ideal mate you know I actually made a list and I know a lot of us women are guilty of a list but I kind of did my list for a different reason I kind of wanted to like I'm, I'm a big believer in visualization and putting things on paper very visual super visual and, and I mean really but but in a good way in a good way and yeah. um, when she reads this list uh, ladies and gentlemen you will actually see um, I don't want to give it away, but there's one part where she says he has to have a front tooth missing. And, um, <laughs> which Kay you know, definitely which... fit the description on that one. <laughs> Not. But anyway, so like I was a big believer in like, you know, I need to get clear on like what I want in a partner. They may not have every characteristic on my list. They may not have mm. most of them, but I kind of want to streamline it so that when that was in front of me, that type of person that I was aware of it, that I had a, a little more awareness around it. And let me ask you something. Not, I'm sorry to interrupt, but let me ask you. Is it wrong to do that? I, I mean, really, some people think that's so superficial, but don't we write goals down for everything else? We do. Or, or, I only know. think it's superficial if your list is superficial, and I'll get into that in a moment. But I th- And superficial meaning like you have unrealistic right. goals. It's like he has to make this amount of money. He has to drive this kind of car. He has to be 6'2". Gotcha. Good, good point. But I think it's okay to visualize what you want and then also put down what you don't want because I think then it makes it clearer as you're dating so my list was comprised of a couple of different things Uh, what does he look like how does he act how does he make me feel Um, and then also my non-negotiables so of course the superficial part of my list was the looks but at the same time it's probably not what you like may have thought I I, kind of pick things like having a nice smile you know, someone who's like into, the particulars. Well, into wellness. Yeah, and I, like I that. think that's that's fine. I really like the part, uh, and, and just so you guys know, um, Eno showed me this months and months and months ago, and I was so impressed with how detailed it was. And I'll tell you why. She just read one of them off to you. She said, how does he make you feel? She actually had that listed, ladies and gentlemen, and she put it in a bullet point format. <laughs> I mean, this this was this was amazing to me. So again, she she really can speak on the fact, and I I can verify it was not just superficial. How does he make you feel? 
how many people actually put that down as a goal of theirs you know or a list i should say of goals that they look for in their counterpart or uh, or partner yeah and i think you know not that i made the list saying that this guy with these characteristics or attributes is going to come in my life and then everything would be dandy no but i knew that there were certain things i needed to feel like in being with this person and i think it's important to identify that early like some people look for a quality time with someone we talked about the five languages of love some people look for the affectionate part mm -hmm. some people look for um you know, just someone who what likes to share experiences with them. Like everyone has, or it's, someone it's, who's supportive. It's, it's different languages that are spoken, and like you said, some people are very simple. They just like simplicity. Right. So you look for that love language, maybe in a counterpart, or in a partner, uh, or significant other, because you are a firm believer and you live a life that's full of simplicity or the pleasures of simplicity. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with actually living and wanting to live a simple life um just to kind of take a quick sidebar we just celebrated um uh, my daughter's our 14th birthday and just really had a nice time uh this weekend and i'm bringing this up because yes we uh did some things for a hotel where she brought you know invited some of her friends and we really just 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 put out the red carpet per se and my baby came to me uh yesterday and simply, you know, said, you know, thank you for everything. And of course, with, you know, Miss Elizabeth, she thanked Miss Elizabeth. And I bring that up because it's the simple things. The way that, that I've tried to raise my child is to appreciate the small things. It doesn't have to be grandiose every time. So it really made me feel good to know that she had a good time based on the things that we did for her to celebrate her birthday. Yeah, and I and I think that kind of resonates, like you said, with ideal partners too. Exactly. That it's important to link up with someone who has things that you have in common. I do think that opposites attract, but I think like-minded people have a better chance mm -hmm. of having a relationship with longevity. Hmm. Because you know, as you morph and change, I was reading a great relationship uh, quote. What really creates a sustainable relationship is someone who can really be there and not try to control or make you be a certain way, but let you kind of grow and develop hmm. and grow and develop along with you. And yeah. there was a guy who had, had given advice to his son. He had been married 60 years to his wife, and he said that he allowed her, he felt like he was married to probably eight different people <laughs> during yeah. their marriage because of the many times that she changed. That so was I think, powerful. <laughs> so I think in looking at your ideal partner, it's not just the beginning point of what attracts you, but it's also being willing to be flexible and grow with them along I, the I way. I like what you just said, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was powerful when he said he felt like I've dated eight different people. Now, he wasn't talking about eight different bipolar personalities. Right. He was talking about each experience brought a new person that he was in love with that was his counterpart, significant mm -hmm. other, but was also interesting. So what you just said, you know, not just the beginning, um, but, you know, throughout and then the end. I like to look at the analogy as a book. You know, yes, you read the chapters on what you believe this person, the qualities, the attributes that they'll have, but then you open up the book and now each chapter presents a different personality or, or a different uh, way of, of, of explaining the, the, the author who's writing the book or the characters that are in the book. So when we are looking for those counterparts, I think it's real important to not only just look at the beginning, but look, what do I see my significant other or partner being in between, you know, the first chapter, the second chapter, third chapter, fourth chapter, when times get hard, what insight or what is the reality of my partner that I'm currently with, you know, uh, when things are good, uh, loyalty, all those attributes, I think, play a huge part.
And that kind of speaks to what we're talking about, like, you know, what is your ideal partner, but what's now the reality of your ideal counterpart once you have someone you felt could be your ideal counterpart. So you picked this person. Ideally, they've been, maybe they matched up to the list of the bullet points I put together, or hmm. maybe they've matched up to what you thought you'd want in a partner, but now time has passed. Now you've been through different challenges, had different experiences. How are you going to keep that connection alive hmm with that person are they have they lost being your ideal counterpart because they're morphing into something else or have you morphed or have you morphed into something else yeah yeah good point um and i think that's important too because now you have to i don't want to say find a way but if if this is your ideal partner and maybe there were some some i guess you could say some characteristics that you know you that are not ideal for the partner that you always looked for and that what love does love tries to find a way to work through it you know i always look at it as the balance um, analogy you know if you put two things on the scale which one is going to outweigh the other if their bad qualities unfortunately or un uh, uh, characteristic uh, qualities outweigh the good unfortunately now is it, it probably is time to whether it's to seek counseling because you still love the person okay or whether it's to really see what's going on look is it me is it what what you know is, is it some things you're not telling me because you were once my ideal partner and now i see the scales tipping this this the, the scales are tipping in the opposite direction i don't think you just jump ship that quick Sometimes there are underlying factors people are dealing with as your partner or as significant others. And we just tend to just, oh, she just having a moment or he just having a moment. No, if you've seen it for a period of time, remember, they were once your ideal partner. And as Eno said, what are they now? Have some of those ideals that attracted you to your partner, have they shifted? If so, let's try to find out what's going on so that we can hopefully bring those things back to being ideal again. You know, we don't know what all we were watching snippets of uh, Jay, Dave Chappelle and he made a comment on one of his stand up acts. He said, look, I have a good life. He said, I, I do. But people still don't know what all I'm going through. People still don't know in the midst of having a good life what all I may be dealing with. Same thing in a relationship. You may have a wonderful relationship, but people may you, you may not even know what your own partner is going through. So that's why I think when we say, yes, try to try to find out what what is the underlying factor. So hopefully, you know, that ideal partner that you now have and that you dreamt about now is, you know, you can keep even though it may seem that it's shifting a little bit. Yeah. And I would challenge you to seek out couples or people who've been in relationships for a long time and ask them you know what were some of the challenges without them having to go into great detail that they had to face Mm -hmm. or were there challenges they faced and i guarantee you that all of them had things that they went through Mm -hmm. and i think it's that couple that has the fortitude to really see things through that can really get to that you know continue to stay in it Mm -hmm. and and keep going (laughs) and moving forward even when things can look or be a little challenging in the relationship well it is and look we we are firm believers that everyone has desires um in in a future mate and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I like to say before we look at the qualities we are seeking in the future mate, let's look at the qualities that we have in ourselves. Absolutely. That's the fat man complex. No offense to any fat or big man out there. You, you 100 and, I'm sorry, 800 pounds, but you're looking for a dime piece who's a size 6 and who's on a scale of 1 to 10, a 10. All I'm saying is let's take evaluation of ourselves first before we start to criticize or critique or desire that in others. Yeah, I could have summed that up better. I I always (laughs) 
agree that before you go outwards, you gotta work on the inward parts of yourself. And so that means doing the work, the inner work first, Mm. so that when that ideal mate does come into your life, it just, it clicks more naturally. Enhances it more. (laughs) And on that note, um, we're gonna wrap up our show for this week. Um, Thank you guys for joining us. And please remember to subscribe to future episodes of Bad Talks on the Anchor app, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Until next time, XOXO. Why you make it so complicated? Off the drain, we concentrated. I know you won't leave me hanging. Smoking weed out the...